Spend all your time waiting for that second chance. Break that would make it okay. Hello. Welcome to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bibbins. On Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Joined as always by Reese Williams. At Ebavar25 on Twitter. Um, all right, all right, hold on. We tried. We tried. <laughs> Try it. We try it. Cut the music. Cut the music. I got two. Oh man. Once the lyrics actually started dropping. <laughs> oh man. And, and y'all listening to this probably thinking, oh man, they they doing this because the math season is done. We don't give a fuck about that. We just lost our sponsorship deal. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that's terrible. I didn't even think about it like that. <clears throat> yeah, we're not really thinking about these masks right now. Um, for those of you who have not heard, who have not seen, uh, the label fell apart, the label folded. Um, as of April 1st, we are free agents, we have no affiliations. Technically, no sponsorships, though. I'm sure uh, the Spotify for podcasts joint will pick up once we start uh, posting again. Man, I went to post a new episode for the Mondaris podcast, and I'm like, where is Anchor at? Like, what's what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what what the fuck is this? I'm like, you really ain't posting the name? I forgot. I forgot. Because <laughs> we haven't done an episode in like three weeks. Okay, okay. Yeah, so so that means you got to redo the ad too and everything. So, um, but yeah, the 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 bag the the bag is gone. You know, we are impoverished. That's why we was playing the arms of the angels. If you would like to donate to help two starving brothers, link in the description in the bio. Oh, Scott, what the fuck? <laughs> I think there is a donate button. Whatever, man. We we po. But we're gonna be all right. We got we gonna we gonna figure it out. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um we're gonna close the episode on a different note, but I'm gonna save that for a surprise. Um damn, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, the math suck. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody is surprised by that at this point. Nope. Uh I'm I'm I I'm just ready for it to be over. We need that that sweet, sweet relief. Uh, how many games we got left, Phil? Yes. Including tonight? Including tonight. 
the reason we're recording this, it is currently 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. I believe that makes it, what, 8 p.m. In, in Slovenia, 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. You know those times, I don't. Yeah, it's 9 p.m. in Slovenia. Uh, 3 a.m. in the Philippines. Mm. I think might be making that one up too. Um, <clears throat> but um, I, I did not care to wait to watch this Hawks game and react to it. I, I don't care. Win or lose, I'm I'm not going to be moved. Uh, where are we at in the standings? We are currently 37 and 41. <clears throat> A loss tonight solidifies us as being under 500. We are also still a game back of the 10th spot from the OKC Thunder, who <clears throat> may be on the fence about whether or not they want to actually make the play in. We'll see. Uh, good luck to them trying to get behind us because I think they have the tiebreaker too. Which with means, us? yeah, I think so. I think the only team we had a tiebreaker with is the Lakers. Like the one we have the tiebreaker over? Yes. Okay. Uh, all the rest of them had a tiebreaker against us, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> Shout out to the Pelicans. You know, they um, they had a team meeting a couple weeks ago, and they've been on, I think they're 6-1 or 7-1 since then. It's what real leadership and, and teams look like in the face of adversity. I don't think we would know what that looks like. Not at all. Um. Yeah, I mean, technically, we still made the play in, so I, I can't completely eulogize the team yet. Yeah, but um, good. may not be may not be long before it's time to put these bodies in the dirt. Uh, any any feelings, any thoughts you need to get out about this, man? <clears throat> this season has been a roller coaster, as is most seasons as a Mavs fan. This one particularly different because we're more than likely about to miss the playoffs. Usually around this time, we aren't talking about, oh, man, we need to make the playoffs. We're stressed because we don't want to make the play-in. Now, we need to make the play-in or it's over. You got the fan base divided between wanting to make the play-in and going into the playoffs or not making a play-in and getting the top 10 pick or not making the play in and just letting the pit convert to the Knicks. It's chaos all over the place. There's blame going around everywhere. And to be honest, wherever the blame is going is valid. It's not all that one person's fault, but wherever you put the blame, nine times out of ten, it's a bit valid. Uh, this team is a mess. Um, this team is falling apart. Uh, one thing, one place I would not put the blame is the Kyrie trade. Tired of saying that, but those are just narratives. Um, but my feelings are just get it over with. Like, I don't even want us to make the playoffs. We're very close to being done. <clears throat> I'm, I'm very excited about that. And it would be our luck that OKC like crashes and burns. And we end up making the playoffs. I mean, they could crash and burn and still. <laughs> yeah, we would still need to win, which is very hard. So, <laughs> um, that's the sad part. I think is like we're. we're I, I think the team is trying. I think they're doing their best. Sadly, and um, 
<clears throat> I can say like I haven't seen the disgruntled. I haven't seen the arguing on the sideline. I haven't seen that. And I think that actually is sadder than the 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 fact that they are not falling apart to that degree is sadder than uh if they were arguing and like there were obvious issues. Like I, I almost would prefer to see some fight, but they just they just quit. They just don't care. They're just not they don't have they're like us they're, ap- they're apathetic they they just don't they just can't feel it it's over when you say you feel like the team is actually trying hard you mean the players correct yes sorry okay. to be clear the players the players are still doing they're trying uh you can see some people have lost it as far as not being comfortable or second guessing things whatever but like i don't think they're going out there like after this team FDs like I think they still care about each other in that in that regard. It's a rough watch. It's rough watching this team. It's rough talking about the team. Um, I think us missing the playoffs might be a blessing because I think we said it last year or the year before that. No, we said it last year. We said we damn near don't want the team to go deep into the playoffs because it'll give. Cuban and them an excuse to say, oh, see, the team is working. Let's bring these guys back. Mm-hmm. I think now, and not even just the fact that we're missing the playoffs, the fact that we're probably the first team or the first team in a long time or in the modern era or whatever to make the Western Conference Finals, they completely missed the playoffs the next season. For no reason, really. For no reason, really. Um, I think that if if nothing else forces this team to say, all right, it's, it's time to rehaul this team. It's time to reload. If this won't do it, nothing will. <laughs> it's it's hilarious because we literally fell into the same trap that the Hawks fell into. Yeah. I think the Hawks made it the next season. They made the play in. Yeah, they they struggled their way into the play. And I don't remember what the record was. I don't I, I don't know if they were were they 500? Were they above? I don't think they were above 500. I don't think they, they weren't above 500. Let me look now. I got to look. Just because I don't like, I don't want to say, because I know when I'm listening to a podcast and somebody yeah. says something is wrong, like I'd be frustrated. <laughs> so let's look at it. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. <coughs> uh, they were 43 and 39. Okay. That was last year, right? The. Yeah, twenty one was when they went to the conference finals. Last year was the year they made a play in. Yes, you're correct. Yes. Yeah, they were forty three and thirty nine, so they were above five hundred. <clears throat> uh, so they were slightly better than us, but the point remains: you have the fake Western Conference. I'm not gonna call it fake for either team. It wasn't fake. You have the Western Conference final run because things fell into place for you, and instead of making instead of acknowledging the flaws that your team has you say well if we made it to the western conference finals then clearly things are fine and we just need to make some tweaks around the edges and that's just wasn't the case for them wasn't the case for us um and now their hands are going to be kind of forced (laughs) they if they, they there is no way the way the media and the way everybody is about to be talking about this team they're already doing it actually yeah Talking about us more now. Yeah. 
Which is because funny. it looks like we like more than they have all season. Exactly. Before the Kyrie trade, that is. Like, obviously, we knew with the Kyrie trade, they were going to talk about us more because Kyrie's a name. Kyrie's name is always in the media. And the media loves to beef with Kyrie or loves to misconstrue Kyrie's words. Right. But now the talk isn't even mainly about Kyrie. It's just yeah, the maths. Yep. <clears throat> Conversations that should have been had a long time ago. Are a year or two. Yeah, are, are currently still currently being had. I don't care how it happens. I'm just glad it's happening. Um, <clears throat> Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd, feet to the fire. Uh, they something has to give. Bare minimum roster overhaul, maximum clean house. By a kid, by Nico. Like I don't care. Something got to give. I need dramatic <clears throat> changes. I'm cool with Nico. I don't need to see Nico go right now. Nico seemed, Nico seemed like a cool guy. <laughs> Nico has made some moves. That's what I need. I need the I need the details on whether or not there was a disconnect between Nico and Kid. Because I believe Nico has made some moves that gave us opportunities to do things that Kid did not do. Personally. That's fair. On multiple fronts. That's fair. Like right now, <laughs> this is stupid, right? Would you rather have Justin Holiday or Chris Silva on the roster right now? I don't know. Considering our center situation, I would rather have a center to, to at least pretend to try be trying something. That's my point. Touche. I mean, I, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the best comparison, but but I'm saying like the fact that he was he was in that spot that we ended up giving to Justin Holiday. Didn't pl- try him at all. Didn't play him at all. The reason I say I don't think it's the best comparison is because we didn't get to see enough of him to know if he even would have been good. That's the point. We I didn't, mean, yeah, but we didn't give him a try. And then we went and filled <laughs> that spot with Justin Holiday, and he ended up in the starting lineup. But we both liked the Justin Holiday sign, and not for starting lineup purposes. I was fine with it at the time. I felt like it was a good addition. Like we needed wing help as well on top of center help. Uh, I don't think we probably could have got both. They just didn't. But I mean, there's so many little tweaks around the edges, but I, I mean, if they just played a seven footer, we got on the fucking bench. That too. That's what I'm like. The, there are pieces on the roster that <laughs> he just could not figure out how to use. And so he ends up going the easy route with everything. He a, a good coach to me is a coach that adapts his his uh, play style and the way his team plays to his players. And Jason Kidd has proven incapable of that, yeah. in my opinion. Um, maybe he needs to be coaching at a college somewhere. I don't know. But as far as the NBA goes, he does not have it at all. I'm tired of looking at him. Sick of the nigga. Did you just find a way to throw one? Oh, man. <laughs> It don't that matter. was actually an accident. Oh. Believe it or not. That was actually an accident. I thought you were just looking for a place to throw it in. No, nah, I really that was actually you can't like get in trouble no more. So that was actually organic. Like <laughs> that's how pissed off I am. Like that that's was actually organic. That's that's ironic. That's funny. <clears throat> but yeah. Are you to the point of saying JCK has to go? Yeah, absolutely. I just 
I'm realistic and I know he won't. Yeah, like I can't even, I can't say that because I can't be mad if it doesn't happen because I don't expect it to happen. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to put myself in that position. Outside. Like I was even talking to Jerron about it because Jerron listened to the show and he was, you know, I think he mentioned something. He was like, at least I think Cook Kid is gone after this season. I said, I doubt it. That's what I said. Something dramatic. Mark Cuban doesn't fire people. So if he fires Jason Kidd, then it really got through to him. And that's what hiring. And it's sad that even us missing the playoffs is like. And, you know, the justification will be, well, just the season before that, we made the Western Conference Finals, you know, we're going to give them a shot. And then whatever, man. There'll be excuses, and there are shouldn't be. There are no excuses in my opinion. <clears throat> this was a complete failure of a season. Complete um, failure. The Kyrie trade. People trying to put it on the Kyrie trade is really annoying, especially if you're trying to make it about Kyrie himself or the Kyrie Luca dynamic. Neither of those things is a factor in what's happening. Um, and I hate again. We know how the media works, right? Kyrie is not a guy who gives them what they want. So he's a guy that they will say anything about because they have nothing to lose or gain, right? Because he won't give them the access that they want anyway. So why would they try to protect that relationship? That's how it works with the media people, if y'all don't don't get it. People that will potentially give people access, we got to say all these nice things because I want them to do this interview. I'm going to want to do with them one day. The person that they know is not going to give them that, they're just gonna shit on them if if every opportunity they get the chance because why what what do they have to lose? That's the game. So Kyrie has done nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong since he's been on on this roster in any way. No no bad quotes or anything. They even try to twist his quotes. In my opinion, he's been nothing but a model teammate. He's been very professional. I think kind of shown the way a little bit and how to conduct yourself as a professional on the court. Mm-hmm. And my only hope that he would stay is tied to the fact that one financial incentive. Yeah. And two, if he based on the interview with Shad. I got the understanding that he's looking for peace in his personal life and professional life. If he feels he has that because the mass media is not on his ass like New York, that also gives us a little bit of an edge. Um, Secondarily, if that's not the case, but the money factor is still there, then we at least have the sign of trade option in our back pocket to potentially get some players back and so i can't i can't look at the Kyrie trade or anything Kyrie related as a problem for me at all i don't know last i checked only broke only bad teams have money to spend this summer pretty much The the I like him walking with him. Okay, let's say for whatever reason, some team clears a bunch of cap space to sign him, and we get nothing for him. Would you look at the trade as a disaster at that point? No, because we still have money to work with. Right, 
And I, we discussed this after the trade. Yeah. Nothing has changed for me as far as that goes. <clears throat> take I this think there's a situation where you just flat out lose the trade because we gave up Spencer Dinwiddie. Cool. We gave up Dorian Finney-Smith, regardless of what y'all may think. Cool. Like, yeah, it's not game changes. If we still had those guys, we weren't going to be in a better position. Right. I've, I've, I said it on um, when we went on hot take season. Shout out to Mia. Um, the signs for Spencer Dinwiddie falling off a cliff were there. They had started to show up in the week or two prior to the deadline. Dory Fitty Smith had looked like he was had taken a step back. We found out he was playing through an injury. He came back from the injury. He had a little bit. He had a couple good games, but. Regardless, he's over. What well, he's over thirty, right? He's declining. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's over thirty. He might be twenty nine. I can't remember. Somebody I knew somebody was twenty nine, but I couldn't remember which one of them was twenty nine that I kept saying was over thirty. Let me. I'm gonna double check that too now because that will frustrate me as a podcast listener. I try to be uh, aware of these things. Yeah. He turns uh, thirty on May fourth, so next month. But so, yeah, once you hit 30, that decline is, is going to happen. So I can't cry over that. At the end of the day, we we had no path to a superstar. Really, we had no path. It had to fall into our lap and it fell into our lap. You have to take that chance. So I think that's what they did with KP and they did it again with uh, Kyrie, especially in a, t- a team in a position that we're in with the West as wide open as it is, when there's a player that can caliber of Kyrie available and you don't have to give up much, regardless if y'all, I don't know who believes that Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie is much, but right. you don't have to give up much. I think you pull that trigger every time. And if it works out, fantastic. You look like a genius. If it didn't, move on. At least we can say we tried something. Yeah. That's all I want. Like, that's all I wanted. Right. I commended them for trying the KP trade. It didn't work out. Boom, we moved on from it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even if the KP trade didn't work <laughs> out on a basketball sense, I couldn't be mad at the move. The part, the only thing about KP that made me mad is how they handled his contract in 2019. But that's yeah. that's not the same thing as being mad about the trade. Right. Even the free agencies we've had, like since then, the two off seasons in a row when we had money, did nothing with it. Like. I'm not saying, hey, sign this guy. This guy's going to work out. But spend money on valuable players, not end of the bench guys and expect them to step up in Dallas. Spend money on these guys. If it doesn't work out, I can say at least you tried. Right. JaVale McGee. We wanted a big. They went about it wrong because they gave him too much money. Right. But they tried. Yeah. Now. Did it not work out? I still don't know because motherfucker barely play. That's what? the <laughs> that's, the, that's the, the the theme of the season is we don't even know because he didn't try. Like y'all <laughs> tried him for what six games before Dwight started again? And how much of the issues he was having were just chemistry stuff? Like you got to play through that. You think go back and down be a little goofy for a little while? <laughs> and he's not gonna get chemistry. If he's not playing, it wasn't a situation where JaVale was starting. Dwight wasn't even playing for not playing. Dwight was not playing. Dwight came in, started over JaVale, 
JaVale stopped playing, if you put JaVale to the bench and gave him a little bit of minutes here and there, like eight minutes a game, cool. I'm cool with that. I never wanted him to start to begin with. Nobody was asking for that. Right. So to, to just completely take him out of the lineup, not even – correct me if I'm wrong. I'm really not sure how many games into the season it was, but it wasn't a lot. We could, we could check. It wasn't too. 10 games. I don't think it was. It wasn't 10 games. To do that for a guy who's on a new team, yeah, you got training camp, but it takes full games to get chemistry with guys. You got to give him time. He had his moments, his bad moments for sure, but let's not act like he didn't have a lot of flashes as well of a kind of front protector we need. He started seven games, not all of them consecutive. He missed he missed a game in there, and then one game he did not start. But seven games at the start of the season, he was out of the starting lineup as of November 9th. That's just ridiculous to me, though. Did not play the next three games or did not play for a few. He did not play a lot of games, actually. Now you got a 34, 33-year-old player on your team on a contract he shouldn't be on that's like two, three years, and you're not even playing. And who's going to take it? Why? No one's going to take it? For one, he's old. And two, you haven't played him for him to even have any valuable, I mean, a value on a trademark. Right. You don't pay that. You don't pay that guy. <laughs> who we just watched Cody Zeller, and maybe it's not fair because he was playing against the Dallas Mavericks. But we just watched Cody Zeller, who was at home playing video games and being a family man two months ago, put up <laughs> 28 on us. 28. I looked it up. He had not scored 20 points in a game since November of 2019. That's pre pandemic, people. What were you doing in November of 2019? Preparing for a trip to Houston. What was I doing? I actually, uh, did I go to Dallas? I was in Texas. I wasn't in Dallas. I was in Texas, though, that in November of 2019. That was the last trip I took before the pandemic. I didn't take another trip till 2022 last year. <clears throat> Not non-work related or, or funeral related, I should say. But actual trip for fun last time was November 2019 before the pandemic. That's the last time Cody Zella had 20 points. Shout out to Zella. I'm surprised he ever had 20 points. I thought you was going to say first time in his career to be completely honest. I thought he might have accidentally had a couple at some point, but no. 2019. Pre-bubble. That's actually hilarious. Turn back the clock against Dwight Powell. But uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say a name. Turn back the clock against the Mavs. Nah, you did, you did right. They were cooking them on the Heat broadcast, too. It was okay. bad. Well, nah, oh, you was talking about the broadcast. I was talking about the players. Yeah, go ahead. The studio was cooking them, too. Like they, I can't remember which one it was, but they just kept saying, why would he keep backing up in that situation? Because like, it's Dwight Powell, man. We're not, we not expecting him to hold shit down. I'm, uh, I could just hey, message. I just got a message from Jerron, and he said, uh, "Listening to Through the Wire, and they talking about the Mavs, and one of them said, check on Reese.' <laughs> that's a, I think that's an old episode because I heard that I was driving. In a, I pick, I was picking my girlfriend up from work, <clears throat> and I was listening to Through the Wire. It was a Tuesday, 
episode, episode, I think it was a Tuesday. It had to be a Tuesday. Um, episode that just came out. I was listening to it, and the Mavs obviously are bad. And one of them was like, let's get the Mavs players away from that cliff. Talking about they might jump. And Pierre was like, so you saying check on Reese? Like, come on, man. <clears throat> Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm about to say I would have pulled over. I would have stopped. <laughs> stopped the podcast. I would hit this shit no more. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, what is this? All right, I'm not doing that. Um. Did I set my lineup? Hold up. <laughs> I forgot the game started earlier. I'm about to say, brother, you you know, this is the championship. You was talking about Fred Van Vliet. Got threw me off. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. I think I'm good. Kobe White and Shangoon on the bench. <laughs> okay. I got Ja, Jalen, Horton Tucker, Jaron Jackson, Tillman, Levine, Drew Eubanks, Nemhard, Shaden Sharp. Bruce Brown. I'm good, man. We goody. Okay. How the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. Why you ain't telling me Siaka was hooping like that? I told you he had 30. Look, I'm not even going to look. Not even going to look at what? The score? What? She, what? How many fantasy points he got? Oh no. Hold on, this is a black person? Who knows? <laughs> Who's a black person? C Marlowe, the person I'm in this fan files again. Oh, wow. I ne- never do. I usually expect them to you know. <laughs> point 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 received. Um what are we talking about, man? These goofy mavericks. Fuck why are we talking? Dudes, why are we talking about these mavericks? Fuck these dudes, man. Um it's the last week, man. It's the last week. I'm ready to end this shit. I'm I'm very excited about this being the last week. Put me out of my misery for God. We ain't got no no sponsor no more. I mean, we ain't got to do no midweek shows. Uh, we technically don't. We don't. We don't have to. We don't have to do. <clears throat> if we want to skip a week, <laughs> we could. We'll do the Sunday show. The the post. Yeah, we'll still do the Sunday show. But I think I, I, I think it's best we still keep it going the way we doing. Like. Weekly, even though oh, the weekly for show, yeah, for show, and yeah. off season content is gonna be fun. Um, I got an idea, I'll pitch it to you off air. Um, anything that we want to say about this team right now? Uh, have we left any stones unturned? Just do the right thing this off season. You don't want to make the plan, right? Is that what I'm? Huh? Do you not want to make the plan, or which like I, I don't, don't, I don't. Okay. I don't. Not, I want to see some teams that's actually going to hoop playing the player. Not necessarily because of the pick situation, but. No, nah, so, nah, I don't even want the pick. I don't either. That's I just want to see teams that are going to actually play basketball in the play in. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to make the play in, but I also don't care about the pick. Yeah. I'm just I, I'm just over the season as a whole. Yeah, I'm ready to move on with my life. Start a family. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, oh, crazy. Oh man. Um, I guess we should take this break and get into these questions. We should. We'll be back after these messages. 
Wait, are there messages? Shit. Nope, ain't no messages. We'll just be back. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, it is our 200th episode. I know we started out with the with the <laughs> with the poverty um, song, but uh, it is our 200th episode, an accomplishment that that is worthy of worthy of celebration. Um, it's been an interesting journey. We've been doing this for two years plus now, and getting to 200, we wanted to do a mailbag episode, allow y'all to ask us any questions. I know we got new listeners since the last time we did one, so we I encouraged personally, I encouraged uh, non-Mavs questions. I think we spent <laughs> all our time... <laughs> All our, our energy. Every time we ask for non-mask questions, we get majority mask questions. That's so. usually how it go. And then when we don't, we get a bunch of non-mask. It is what it is. We got some new, we got some very recent ones too. So that's good. Uh shall we start with these questions? We shall. All right. First one comes from <laughs> Dilly Bar. That's at Dilly Whack 16. Shout out to him. Uh, dedicated the fuck out of me. Say what? He supports the fuck out of me. Yeah, no. dedicated listener for show. And he's not even. He's a Sixers fan. Like. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This is a. It's an interesting question. What is arguably the worst movie you have ever seen, like in theaters? So I guess the worst movie you've paid money to see. <clears throat> That's a hmm. That's a tricky question for me. I saw a lot of movies last year. Let me go back. Dang, it's gonna be recent. My mine is actually soup. Mine is like this year recent. Oh wow. Mine is like this year recent. Now, like I've been. I assume you haven't seen a lot of movies this year yet already. Like I mean, I've probably seen twenty movies already. Oh wow. Um. In theaters, man, I, I could think of like bad movie experiences, one of which was like we went to a movie, me, my mom and my mom's new man. I had went to a movie, went to see Super Troopers together. OK, very awkward. Country, southern man, black male. Meets this woman, her son suggests they go see this movie with these white people at the crazy. It was uh, a little awkward. Kind of, kind of set the tone. <laughs> I didn't know how that movie was about to go. Do you? Are you familiar with Super Troopers? I've heard of it, never seen it. Yeah, full frontal male nudity in that movie. Just worse. Uh, I'm sorry, I know the answer. It's not recent, but that I don't. I can't say that was the worst because I probably would have laughed at it if I was by myself. It was just a bad experience because I was with that worst was that movie. Was go ahead. Worst movie I've ever paid my money to see. Okay. The Fantastic Four remake. <clears throat> okay. With Michael B. Jordan and shit. I never saw that movie. You're blessed. <laughs> that is the worst superhero movie I've ever seen in my life. That's that's rough. Actually, no, nah, Catwoman is. But in theaters, that's the worst superhero movie I've not, ever seen. You're not gonna talk about Halle Berry. 
You're right. But like, and the vibe was wrong. Vibe was just off because it was like <clears throat> I went into this movie, and it was me, my cousin, his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife, and I believe somebody else was with us, but I can't remember. We get to the movie theater. We're going into the theater, like into the auditorium where they're showing them, and they had given us survey papers. Like, here's this paper for the survey. Let us know about the movie. I'm like, the fuck type shit? The fuck is this? I ain't never. All right. When I when the movie was over, I just sat there. And I didn't, and usually when somebody's just sitting at the movie, they're like, man, I can't believe what I just watched. Mine was, I cannot believe what I just watched. Like, there has to be more. Like, what was this? Yeah, that's the worst. Fan four stick. That's what we call it. Man, uh, I, I could go so many ways, but I've watched too many movies in my life. I'm a Or Moonfall, which was... Another one I could go with was one mm. where the movie was amazing. Like I was like, yo, this is the shit. It's the best movie ever. And then there was a twist near the end that pissed me off beyond reason. And that was Repo Men. Are you familiar with Repo Men? No. I'm familiar with Repo not Repo Men. Repo Men was a movie, and I'm about to pull it up because I can't remember who was in it. Actually, I remember one of the people, but that is not... Yeah, it was Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Essentially, it's in the future, and like, there's organ replacement, but you can be on like a payment plan. So like, you get a new heart, but it's on a payment plan. And when you miss payments, the repo men have to come collect. So it's like rent-a-center with organs. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so they were the repo men. They had to come. You, you missed the payment on that leg. We got to come get the leg player. Just rip that thing right off. you. So uh, <laughs> the movie was fire. Like I was into it. There was a dramatic moment blood like it was crazy like dude was fighting for his woman it was it was it was fire like i was like yo this is the most intense action thriller great uh, movie I, I can't wait to tell everybody about this and then all of a sudden one of the characters is on the beach and like the movie supposed to be over but you realize while he's on his beach it goes back to a scene like two thirds of the way into the movie where you thought he had escaped some stuff, but instead he got hit in the head and is in a coma and this beach scene, they, everything that happened after that moment did not happen. happen. Yes. (laughs) I was like, why did y'all do that? Why? For what? So basically most of the good parts of the film. Yes. Technically never happened. Climax was so fire. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then it's like that Twilight movie. You think I watched them? I haven't watched. Well, I've watched them, but I never gone to the theaters to watch them. I hate those movies, but I gave every single one a chance because I'm like, man, these are vampires and werewolves. Y'all got to do some action. It got to be some fighting. Shit got to get rough. Like, stop with all the sappy shit, right? And then the final movie. 
they met up on all this snow. And I'm like, I seen it in the trailer. I'm like, oh, they finally get into the shit that I want. They they scrapping for real. So I'm watching it at home. I'm watching it on TV. It was probably on like Cinemax or some shit. I don't know. HBO stars, one of them. So I'm watching it. And they finally get to scrapping like motherfuckers ripping heads I off I burning. I think I seen the clip. Ripping heads off, burning bodies. <laughs> and it was a vision. I do remember that clip. I changed the channel so fast. <laughs> like the dude touched one of the vampire chicks and he saw what would have happened if he took it the route he was going to take it. That fight was going to happen and he was going to end up dead. So when they burnt his body and killed him, he snapped out of the vision. Mm-hmm. And I was like. <laughs> now, I can only imagine what people in the theaters felt like when that shit happened. <laughs> I would have walked out. They were probably screaming and hollering. <laughs> at that movie. I would have walked out. During the fight. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's that. Pro- that's probably like end game for the nerds. Yeah. It's ironic for me to say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. That's the nerd version of a comic book movie. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I don't know about nerd. I had to go. I said that to be funny. Okay, okay. It's um. So I don't know what the term would be for people who like those kind of the books, like Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey and all that shit. So yeah, I'm not gonna count movies <laughs> I saw during festivals and nothing like that. So okay. my last, my last option is the recent movie, and that was Infinity Pool. I almost walked out. That's that uh the Mia the Mia, Mia Golf. Movie, like right? all the all the the love I had for Mia Golf last year, it might have almost been undone by this movie. It ain't her fault though. It ain't her fault. But I, I almost walked out of this movie. Bones and all is another candidate. Wait. Oh, the nun is another candidate. I haven't seen the nun either. That movie's ass. Cause I feel like they showed the best parts in the trailer. That movie's ass. I was, I'm gonna be honest. I was being a hoe at the time, so I went to the movies with this chick, and we was just gonna smash afterwards. That's really all it was. Like, soon as the movie was done, I was ready to get to it. You feel me? Did, did it impact your? your did it? Did that not impact the viewing experience? Nah. No, no, no. So the honey pack did not kick in like halfway through. The- First of all, honey packs didn't exist. <laughs> this was four years ago. The rhino pill. No, wait, this was this was five years ago. The rhino pill didn't kick in like halfway. Come on, dog. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, chilling in the movie. The movie's over. I'm like, man, that's some bullshit. All right, whatever. Let's get to it. Like, you know, <clears throat> I ain't gonna tell the story, but um. I, I didn't talk to her long after that. Um, yeah, um, the movie was ass. That's and, and even still, when I see bad movies, I'd be like, hey, go see it for yourself. I tell people to this day, five years later, do not see the nun. I think I did that to you with Infinity Pool. You did. Yeah. I tell people to this day, don't see that movie. The movie is ass. The fact that I haven't heard anybody talk about it since then lets me know I was justified. I don't think I've seen a review or nothing like and Mia Golf is hot was hot at the time. Like this was her next thing. So the fact that nobody's talking about it. Yeah, it's it's rough. And they got my girl from uh Handmaid's Tale. They got her in there looking crazy. I'm I'm upset. Um you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, so 
All right, it's a black lady in Handmaid's Tale that I fell in love with. She's from Canada, apparently. She's been in a few things I've seen since, but they had her in here looking crazy, so. Honorable mention to a film I didn't go to the theaters to watch, Jack and Jill by Adam Sandler. Yeah, I wasn't going to no theater to watch I watched that at home, couldn't make it through the movie. Like, regardless of the at-home viewing or theater viewing, that is the worst number one movie I've seen in my entire life. Number one? Number one. What do you mean, no, number one? Number one worst? Number one worst. Okay, just making sure. I thought you were saying... Come on, dog. I thought you meant it hit number one in the box office. I was like... Oh, oh. hell no. <laughs> I was like, really? I know he do, he got the Netflix numbers, but we spent a ton of time on that question. I don't even care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Another super supporter. Y'all, y'all can't be asking us movie questions. Y'all know we'll talk for like an hour. <laughs> Another super supporter. Uh, share my world. Sean underscore MFFL. Said he got a two-part question. I'm going to read the whole thing. Hey, guys, appreciate all of what you've done, giving the Mavs culture, quality, entertainment from start to finish. Thank you. Thank you. Got a two-part question for you. Choose only one of these superheroes that you would want to live. The others are erased from existence. It's a list of five. He asked me a question like this with wrestling before, so I'm curious. Because when he asked me for wrestling, it was easy. It's only five people listed. Batman, Black Panther, Superman, Black Adam, and the Hulk. Black Panther. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I can tell you straight up, I never liked Superman. Um, I only recently learned who Black Adam was, so they off they done off the top. Never really messed with Hulk. Batman, I messed with him in the animated series, but as a Afro-American, I'll be insane to not say Black Panther gotta stay. Basically, what Bibbs is saying is because I never liked Superman either. Don't give a shit about Black Adam. Don't give a shit about Hulk. Batman is cool, but he ain't one of us. So, soon as I heard you say Black Panther, I'm like, okay, unless he says Spider-Man or The Flash, mm. Black Panther is staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Panther was a, it was easy for me. Uh, did not take much thought at all. Didn't take much thought. Second question. What sports memorabilia do you currently own that means everything to you? Thanks and Godspeed. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, I might have I might have an answer. I have some options. That's a good that's a good question. Oh, I got a couple really great options actually. It's kind of dusty. Can't see it. Uh, I'm not sure if you can see it. No, you can't see it. Um, I am a big wrestling fan. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Hardy is my favorite wrestler of all time. The Hardy Boys are my favorite tag team. I got to attend the St- Extreme Rules in 2017. They were on the poster for the pay-per-view, and I had floor seats. Uh Four rows behind the front row, I think. Uh, got to take a chair home. They were on the front of the chair. I still have it. Awesome. The entire chair? It's very uncomfortable to sit in. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty dope. Um, I'm not really a memorabilia person. I do have some like... Yeah, I don't have a lot. That's why I went with that. 
I said, I got some autograph stuff. I got um, one of the coolest things I've ever received, I'll say, is early, early Twitter days before Bibs Corner existed. Um, I had a follow. She was actually a uh, Blazers fan. She's an artist. And she was doing like custom prints of different athletes. And uh, she did one of Allen Iverson. I can't remember how, but I won a contest of some sort and she sent it to me. Um, and I have that. I still have that drawn on my wall to this day. But the most precious thing to me, like if I lost it, I would be hurt. Uh, when I was at the University of South Carolina, basketball team was ass. Point guard was like 5'8". His name was Devin Downey. He stole my chick. It's all good. Uh, not in college. It was a chick I had. So it was a girl I had, had. We went to high school together. She was older than me, but I had a thing for her. And I come to find out they ended up being together once we got to college. Were you ever with her? No, I didn't. All right, then. He ain't stole your chick. <laughs> he, he stole the woman of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a chance. <clears throat> but it was funny because like Devin said, I'm not even gonna let you get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> she was older than me, but like I ended up in like one class with her or something. Like okay. I, I got out of the AP English at one point and they put me with the uh, older people since I was already done with the younger English. And um I don't know, I was watching from afar. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, my sister was like, you know, um, I was I was talking about him. She was like, you know that he's dating. XYZ. I was like, huh? She was like, yeah, that dude that you keep bragging about is is with old girl. I was like, huh? I st- it's, it's all love. <laughs> Ain't mean that. He got good taste. <laughs> he got good taste. <laughs> you ain't mean that. Well, mother was hurting on the inside. <laughs> Lost too short. Devin Downey, the guy, he was my he was my dude uh on the court. Uh small point guard, tough, could get a bucket. Fast. What's the memorabilia? You still haven't mentioned the memorabilia. Get to it. Oh my <laughs> so the team was ass, but we had Devin Downey. I was happy. Okay. Um <clears throat> that year that was that Kentucky team with John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Bledsoe, like that whole squad. John Wall was Dougie and all that stuff. Um they were number two, I think. They came to South Carolina. Uh, the dude, our big man was Sam Muldrow. I think 6'9", power forward. I think he had a cup of tea in the league, in and out of the G League, whatever. <clears throat> we had, I, I got tickets. It was like a lottery for the tickets, for student tickets. And me and my boy, the guy who I actually spent the past weekend with, actually, we went to the game and we were like in the first section, like close to the floor, like second or third, third row from the court. Um stadium was packed obviously you got the number two team kentucky i remember it was a, a student who was a kentucky fan sitting behind me talking shit the whole game keep in mind we sucked but that night devin downey and sam Modrow got busy i think downey's stat line was like five for 25 or something like that like he did not make a lot of shots but what he did and i think we talked about this recently i, I th- talked about it somewhere he would get by john wall and blesso like cross him up whatever get to the rim cousins draw cousins and they had another big i can't remember who it was but he would draw the defense to him like whole defense would collapse 
He will put it up off the rim. It will come off the rim. Cousins and them would have went for the block, and then Moldro was just there tipping it in. Like, that happened maybe 10 times. And it was enough to beat Kentucky. And after that game, SEC had a rule you could not storm the court. It was an immediate $25,000 fine or something like that. Mm. Something crazy. We stormed the court. Um, like, I remember late in the game, <laughs> the cops, the security guards started lining up around the court because they saw what was about to happen. I remember people from, like, the upper deck started walking, like, down toward the court and stuff. And, like, we were all just looking at each other like, we doing this, right? And it was like, yeah, we doing this. I remember I walked toward the court, with, like, when we were about to storm the court and there was a security guard, like, in front of me. I made eye contact with him and then he was like, shrug his shoulders. This time, like, I was, He was like... Do what you're going to do. It's too many of y'all for me. <laughs> That's what he was like, I don't care, man. They ain't paying me enough to fight nobody. So we ran on the court, started jumping around, acting crazy, blah, blah, blah. The president of the school came down and was like, don't worry about it. I'll pay the fine. Like, it is what it is. Like, people were handing them $1 bills because, like, the number of students or the number of people we had in the building was, like, if everybody gave them a dollar, it was enough to cover the fine. Like, people were handing them ones. He was like, nah, don't worry. I got it. Like, it's good. But I still have my ticket from that game. Basically. Oh, okay. All right. I still have my ticket for that game. Greatest in-person sporting experience I have ever had. Um, great night, uh, great times, great memories. Shall we move forward? Yes. I love a storyteller. I guess if you say so. All right. Another one, another big time supporter. We got we got a lot of good supporters, man. I, I have to say I'm we, we're blessed in that way. Uh, Leonti Lee J09 said, I want to pose a mask question. Damn, god damn it. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry. So, okay, who do you think will be the next coach of the Mavs? Who will be the best fit? That is, if we get rid of all the players except the rookies and Luca and Kyrie. And then also, do you review older horror films? Is the next question. So first of all, coach, I will say I personally don't put a lot of thought into stuff like that. I haven't either. I'm not going to pretend to know. But I'm going to tell y'all right now. There's a specific MFFL member who we both know who has been campaigning for a head coach who is unemployed right now to be the next head coach of the Mavericks. This head coach was in the finals last year. Do not be surprised. First of all, be surprised if Jason Kidd isn't the coach. But if Jason Kidd isn't the coach, this organization has no shame. Don't be surprised. You might need to say a name for some people. You know, he made you Doka. Okay. A new name I've seen recently is Nick Nurse. I've heard that as well. Any thoughts on that one? I would fucking love Nick Nurse, but I, I don't really see Nick Nurse stepping down from Toronto. I I can see him stepping down. You you can. The writing is kind of on the wall. I mean, if they go the rebuild route for sure, I see him stepping down. I just feel like they've had a really weird season. So initially, I thought they would just clean house on the players, but <clears throat> talking lately, he might be on his way out. 
Or we or the Mavs might sign Nate McMillan. Who fucking knows? All I know is Jason Kidd is not the answer. He's not. And He's it's not gonna, Allen It's gonna be really hard. You know what? <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to do worse than Jason Kidd, in my opinion. Never mind. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Don't, if, I don't, don't know. want to give Mark Cuban that challenge. Don't even. Yeah. He will find a way. He will find a way. That's why I had to pause and stop for a minute. Like, eh. <laughs> he, will, he will find a way because I remember the moment Jason Kidd name came up, I was like, no, anybody but him. And Mark Cuban said, "That's exactly why I'm a hire him." And that's that's how it went in my head. Let me ask a question. Okay. How do you feel about Frank Vogel as a head coach? I don't. Okay. Maybe we could get somewhat like an assistant coach from a team. That's that's what the route I would I want to I would want a young assistant type. Like Kenny Atkinson. Like not necessarily youngness, I would say, but like I, I, I need like a Kenny Atkinson did with that Brooklyn team. I need a tactician. Okay. And I need a person that understands people. And how how do you how do you, how to handle people the emotional side of the game? That's the one thing that Rick Carlisle lacked. Right. Well, not the one thing, but <laughs> main thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. And Jason Kidd appears to struggle with that as well. I don't know what the fuck Jason Kidd be doing. Fuck Jason. He just be doing shit. I don't, actually, I don't know why I'm trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Second part of it was do I review old horror movies? So I mentioned that uh, on the Have You Seen pod, I'm trying to do like some throwback movies, some, some classics. I have the top 100 IMDb list. There are some horror movies on there. So eventually I will get to those. I'm actually trying to line up. Me and Rolo are supposed to be doing one uh, last. The, when we, the week we were supposed to be doing it, he got sick. So we didn't get to do it. And then we were going to do it this weekend, but it was just a weird weekend for me. So I told him, you know, we might need to put it off another another uh, couple days week whatever but the first movie that the first throwback classic movie i'm going back and watching is goodwill hunting i have never seen me either but it is on the 100 list so i gotta watch it where you watching it um i think it's on it's what is it on it's on hbo max did you say when or where where uh let's find out where it is it's definitely on one of the streaming services at least one of them that that was random okay Baby, come back. Prime Video. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. For free or you got to pay? Free with Prime. Okay. Uh, Two-hour movie. Should be be cool. Um, Robin Williams, R.I.P., Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Stellan Skarsgård, Casey Affleck. Like, it's it's a squad. I love a cast. It's a squad. Looking forward to it. Hear good things. Rolo talking about doing a two-hour review. I doubt that's going to happen, but we'll see. Good you go, Angel. Two-hour review is kind of fucking crazy. That's not, I don't think that's happening, Playboy. Um, All right. Did you want to answer that or no? No. I didn't, I, didn't, I don't know what your <clears throat> review situation is. All right. Let me mark that one is good. Keep it moving. All right. Another one. This one comes from Bergs. Bergs, B-U-R-G, three Z's, Mavs. 
uh, Berg's question is, well, he first he said, congrats on making it to 200 episodes, but I have to somewhat spoil it with a mask question. All right. Assuming we do somehow make it into the lottery, who would you guys want? Also, do you know of Oscar Shibwe? He could be a guy we get in the second round if we make a trade. He's a low ceiling, high floor guy that gives us exactly what we need in a big rebounding defense, and he is not soft. So first question is, uh, top 10 pick, who do you want? I would love to answer this question. (laughs) I don't know enough prospects to answer, and I don't want to give you some fake bullshit answer just from some name I've heard and a guy I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't... I will say that I am a best available yeah. person is at that Fuck point in the draft. Like take I don't care who it is, whoever is the best available player. Yeah, we don't if, if it's if it's not pick if it's not if we're not picking in the twenties, I don't care about the fit. Like we're picking in the top ten, pick the best available. If Lottery, top top best available player. Lottery yeah. pick, best available player. That's, I don't care what the position is. Depends on the team in the lottery. For us. Yeah, for us, yeah. The team has two or three players that are as good as this person is right now. But if it's a team like, say a team has the lottery pick due from a trade they did with somebody else and they're a contending team, you're going to pick fit, most likely. You shouldn't, but you probably will. Yeah, you, you most likely will. Uh if there's someone available who you think fits, if not, then just pick the best available. For the Mavs, everything we do do needs to be about asset management. Absolutely. So whoever's the best player available is the best asset. And that's, that's as simple as it gets. Um, as far as the big man, I do like Oscar Sheep. Sheepway is a dirty work big. Um, I've been keeping an eye on him for a long time. I always check... Like before I realized that we were going to suck butt cheeks, I was paying attention to college centers to see who was being projected to the second round or to make sure they were still being projected to the second round. Because there's, I mean, clearly we've seen a lot of big men just fall in the draft for no reason, pretty much. And there's always going to be one of those guys available, even undrafted potentially, where you can get a center in the second round. So I'm not like hard up to get a center if we get into the top 10 for sure. Almost and, forgot Clayton Clark and them playing to buy you Barbie. Yeah, I'm watching right now. You didn't hear me say, uh, there you go, Angel, while ago. No. <laughs> I had checked the time. I'm like, fuck, it's four o'clock. Yeah, but it doesn't look like there's any real centers besides Vic that are projected top 10 anyway. So that that part of it is not neither here nor there. Did you uh, see that tweet? Um I retweeted it, but it was like not long before the podcast um, that said it's crazy that these two teams playing with each other. The locker room culture is so different. And Iowa was in the locker room uh, singing High School Musical. And LSU was in the locker room singing Boosie. (laughs) I I did not see that at all. It's crazy because I know both songs. Boy said he diversified his portfolio. Multicultural. Cultured individual. I respect it. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got. Yeah, yeah. for that one. <clears throat> Let's keep it moving. Dylan Seegers. That's uh Dylan D-Y-L-A-N underscore Seegers. S-I-E-G-E-R-S. 
If it's not too late, would love to hear y'all's thoughts on the new CBA in the mailbag episode. Just general league impact kind of thing. Doesn't have to be how it impacts the Mavs. I think the players have failed the players. Mm. This shit wouldn't have happened on the Chris Paul watch. Y'all can hate on that man all y'all want, but <laughs> shit wouldn't have happened on the Chris Paul watch. Um, I don't know every detail. I know that um, the one and done thing for college is still a thing, which sucks, but I mean, I get it. Um, the The whole thing with the, the salary cap thing I, I shared earlier that you commented on. Okay. I think that's fucking dumb. That fucking sucks. The the uh, second salary cap apron. Yeah, that just sucks. Spending ridiculous amounts of sums of money. Fucking stupid. Like the team, like Draymond said, and it's Ray. I agree with Draymond Green. The teams that aren't spending money aren't spending money because they don't want to spend money because they want to lose. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Not all of them, but there are bad teams that aren't spending money. There are bad teams that are spending money. I just don't. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> some of those things I can't complain about because we complain about those things happening before. So now they can't happen. Like, I think so. <clears throat> I think if you're 17 and a half mil over the luxury tax, you can't get buyout players. Uh, you don't have the tax mid-level exception, stuff like yeah. that. So the when we want, when we complain about the rich getting richer because they get the handle, get all this stuff, that's that's why they took it out. I guess. So that's the that's why I, I can't complain about that particularly. Nine times out of ten, those situations when we complained about the rich getting richer, they really didn't get richer because those players really didn't pan out to be shit. Like we didn't expect them to do anything about it, I think is why people are so up in arms because it was just like one of those things we accepted, but now they didn't took it out. So it's like, oh shit. Who's the light skinned chick on the locks so at LSU that looked like T.I. son? With the blonde locks? The kind of bigger one or not? Nah? The bigger one. She just went to the bench. I see it. She looked like T.I. son. All she right, was the one that my girl Bree Bill locked up and was laughing the whole time. Like, Damn. We didn't get the rematch. So How you felt about that loss, man? I was wanting to, I was like, I was watching the game. I was like, I know I'm not going to stay up for this whole game. I know it's going to be good. And I woke up and I was like, damn, they won? What the fuck? Like, I just knew South Carolina. So South Carolina got away with not having shooters the whole season. We almost got away with it in this game. But it was the weakness that was very obvious from day one. And Dawn didn't really have any answers to try to fix it. She just accepted we just going to be bigger and stronger than everybody and just get all of our rebounds, <laughs> and that's how we're going to score. Because teams literally will have four bodies in the – like, usually I'm, I'm exaggerating when I say triple team or whatever. Teams were literally quadruple teaming Aaliyah Boston, and we had no shooters to take advantage of that. And, like, you've seen the clip with my girl Raven. They, they being hard on her for no reason. But you seen the clip with her like dribbling and Caitlin Clark kind of waving off like I yeah. argue she did end up shooting six times and she hit three of them, but she's not a shooter and right. and like at that point in the game in particular, <clears throat> Iowa had been on a run. They had all the vibes. They had all the they had the arena on their side, all that good stuff. And Dawn was trying to slow it down and run a set, get the, get the Iowa girls bumping off some of those heavy screens down low. That's why she didn't shoot in that particular moment. But she shot six of them, and she hit three of them, which is she, – she's a 21% three-point shooter on the season. 
Okay. And a freshman. So she wasn't supposed to shoot that shot. Same way Westbrook ain't supposed to shoot that shot. Same way Draymond ain't supposed to shoot that shot. Same way Ben Simmons ain't supposed to shoot that shot. She wasn't supposed to shoot that shot. She shot it later by force. And she hit three of them. I'm, not I'm sure. of the opinion if you wide open, you shoot it. If unless you like some big ass center, but but that's Draymond, Ben, Russ, I think they should shoot those shots. But you know, you got to shoot them every now and then just to keep the defense honest. Not yeah. every time, because if you're doing it every, not time, every time, you're giving the other team what they want. Yeah, not every time. Um, and that's what she did. She shot a few of them. She didn't shoot a few of them. But it, the thing about the South Carolina team that I was arguing with people that didn't watch South Carolina clearly, but the thing about the team that I observed over the course of the season was Dawn's management of games. Uh-huh. And part of that was using almost all of the shot clock on almost every possession. Like Unless you got an immediate layup, it, they worked the ball around. They would get a good shot, pass it up, and keep moving the ball around because they were making defenses work because it was a battle of attrition for them. They were trying to wear you down over the course of the game. And then in the third quarter, fourth quarter, they would blow teams out because they were dead tired. It almost worked in this game. It only didn't work because Caitlin Clark kept hitting shots. And then it was too late. Damage was done. And they, again, it still went down to the wire. And I think South Carolina had a horrible game. They had 25 offensive rebounds. That's insane. They just didn't get the one rebound they needed the most on the defensive end. So I, as far as the loss, I, if they had not won last year, I would feel a little bit more hurt. But they won last year. Um, they got away with murder. They got away with having an extreme weakness all year, and it caught up to them finally in, the, in this game. So it is what it is. <clears throat> and Caitlin Clark is her. Facts. what it is. I didn't want an Angel Reese rematch anyway. I just thought I didn't, wouldn't get it because I, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> um, did I already answer? Did you already answer the question? The draft question, yes. Oh, the CBA thing. Oh, the CBA, yeah. I mean, I answered so my answer to the CBA thing is, first of all, it's kind of coming out piecemeal. I think there's some good things. I think there are some questionable things. The One of the things I'm really excited about is the fact that the NBA players are going to be able to invest in the WNBA. Uh, WNBA needs revenue. And yes. these NBA players, they seem to want to support the league. Now they can support it with dollars. So I'm curious. Now they can put their money where their mouth is. Right. I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. Uh, I think it could be huge for the league, personally. Um, <clears throat> second piece. Oh, I'm going to wait for the actual CBA to come out because I, I will actually read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already been in touch with CBA Mavs. We'll probably bring him on to talk about it as well. So we'll wait for the actual CBA to come out. I don't want to re- react to quotes from Woj and Shams. And uh, I encourage everyone, I listen every week, but I encourage everyone to listen to the CJ McCollum show. It comes should come out this coming Thursday. I'm sure he will be talking about it. <clears throat> All right, let's keep it moving. <clears throat> All right, Tall Traveler. Let's talk at Tall Traveler 1. Shout out to the homie. Fuck the Mavs, I'm in off-season mode. Okay. Any fun plans, trips for the offseason? You know we're always down to hear another Reese Strip Club story. I'm going on a cruise in August. Um, Sailing the open sea. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I'm going on a cruise in August. That's really it. That's all I have planned. Um, I don't have any other trips planned. No strip clubs as of yet. I'm not a strip club guy. I keep telling y'all that. I was just that one strip club. <laughs> I told that one story. Now everybody think I'm J.R. Smith. I was some shit. Uh, I actually am J.R. Smith because J.R. Almost... Smith said he don't even. I got to tell you something when we get over here. I almost snitched on some homies, but. I think I'm John Morant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to tell you something when we get off here. T- okay. I'm, I'm not going to put people out there like that. Um, no, nah, I don't really have any any specific trips planned personally. Uh, in the midst of this, well, actually, no. I have some job trips coming up, um, depending on if I still have this job in, in the coming months. I'll definitely be in Florida again. Uh, I might be in Texas in August. I think Austin. Would it be Austin? Yeah, I think Austin. And I think I might be in Ohio at some point, but those are all work related. And again, <laughs> if, I, if I get this job off, I'm probably leaving at this point. So, um, should I be talking about that? Eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody listen to me. That's that's all I know. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Let's keep it moving. We just got a couple more. I know you got to get up out of here. God. I knew I should have did this one first. You know who it is. It's Rolo. It's Rolo. Shout out to Rolo. Um, Must be um, like five questions on it. I had to do rapid fire. All right, so we got Rolo. First question. How much would each of you need to be making to do the podcast full time for both of your individual pods and the outsiders? Does he mean like for us to not work? Yes, like to like just be podcasting. I think I have a number. I think me, I if okay, here's the thing. If this is what I'm doing full time, we like living comfortably or just like able to maintain. You know what? Like if somebody said they would pay us X annually, you would feel comfortable leaving your job. Sixty thousand a year. 60 okay i live in a little bit less of an economic uh tough spot so i'm gonna say 50 i was gonna go 50 i just went up 60 because i live in baltimore and yeah the like i'm i'm out of the living here is trash i i bet <laughs> so yeah 60s is it would be a lot more comfortable number it's actually a um uh, i could I, do 50 i could survive on 50 i could probably survive on 50 i could feed my my family off 50 and by my family, I mean my damn self. Like right now, I make 36. Okay. And it's decent. So if I went up 10,000, I'd be like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If, if somebody said they would give me 50K for the next five years to podcast, I, I would be comfortable. Absolutely. Quit my job. Nine to five. Yeah. Um. And then I could put a lot more time into hustling in other ways. So, exactly making money other ways. You're not gonna be paid doing the podcast for eight hours a day, right? It's a lot more time in the day to do other things. So yeah, 50, 50 would be easy for me. Like through the wire guys, they do that full time and they do it two times a week. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. Well, Kenny also is like a big time YouTuber. I mean, they got yeah, yeah, they got the YouTube. I mean, I probably would do more shit like that. I think Kenny, most of his money comes from YouTube. He has a million followers. So I would imagine. A million so. subscribers, I mean. Yeah, I would imagine so. 
Um, all right. Did y'all think you'd reach 200 episodes? I think so. I did. Yeah. Uh, who out of episodes is a milestone for us, but it's not like a huge thing. Yeah, like if we hit 500,000, then, then we talk about something. That's okay. <laughs> By the time we hit a thousand, we better be on ESPN or something like this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I don't um, even want to be. No, I do. I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin. <laughs> like I say it all the time, and I'm like, man, fuck ESPN. I don't want to be on ESPN. Motherfuckers came to me like, hey, we want to get you on first take. When? Like <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no to that. Yeah. Um, all right. Who out of the Mavs organization would you all like to interview in the offseason and why? I you think I'm ready to organization, so I'm assuming he doesn't mean like team team players. I would imagine not players. Nico. Okay, uh, I think I'm ready for a Mark Cuban interview. I don't know if he is, but I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, I've been ready for one, but I didn't think you wanted one. I didn't, but now now I'm ready. Reach out to him. You you want me? I, I'm gonna wait for the season to settle. Well, yeah, I, I don't mean right I'm upset now. Right now, yeah. <laughs> I'm upset. Uh okay. But Nico seems like a, I mean, I've listened to Mark interviews. Mark seems like a fun guy to talk to, but Nico that. seems like a fun guy to talk to as well. He was cool to talk to. So was <laughs> this motherfucker. No, nah, but um the the question why um honestly I've been tired of Mark Cuban flexing all on the Kirk interview. So I gotta get some get back for Kirk. <laughs> yeah, we gotta spend the block, right? <laughs> Um. Yeah, Mark Cuban been on, and and because he went on some little defunct podcast that was only active for like three weeks, and that's that's just just not okay with me. And he, I remember the podcast you're talking about. He gave mural man time. Like, I, th- I think it's time. He he claimed he wanted the real questions. <laughs> you want to beat those black allegations? After the Kirk, <laughs> after the Kirk interview, he he made it very clear that he he wants to be challenged. So I'll be glad to give that to him. Says you want to beat them black allegations, man. <laughs> It's it's time. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Damn, he he ain't put no spaces between his joint. Give me this. <laughs> if no longer the Mavericks with w- Mavericks, which other teams would you all do a podcast for? I wouldn't do a podcast for a team. I would do an NBA podcast. Right, which I think we're probably going to do anyway. Yeah. Um, have you thought about writing a script together, like for a movie? I guess I'm not capable of writing a script. <laughs> damn maybe in the future but like as of now i'm not even gonna i know bibs is i'm not yeah i have one full <clears throat> script completed i have several partially completed and one of which i'm working on my friend who i stayed a weekend with this past week and told him we need to get we need to get cracking again um so but he got that he got two-year-old so i'm kind of <laughs> being patient That's tough. being patient on that um what else we got Excluding yourselves, who's the wildest on the timeline? James. I don't even follow James anymore, so that's a solid answer. James James was got too wild for me. James Rambo is 100% be wild. The fact that I used to say mild stuff. Okay, I, I did you say some wild stuff, but a lot of my stuff was mild, and y'all would still reply like, yo, this, this, that. But this motherfucker get to share the craziest shit, and y'all don't say nothing? Mm. Just my motherfucking ass. Mm. He's wild. Mm. Yeah, the fact that I st- had to stop following him is how you know how wild he is. That says a lot. Um, and he's and that's still the home. 
I'm still cool. I, I would still be cool with him. I just can't follow the man. It's too much. Uh, I can't open my my phone and see some of the shit he be posting. That's all I'm saying. Um, I got a family. Let's see. When are we doing a March Madness best movie character of all time pod? Space, YouTube, or whatever. I'm down like James Brown. I am down. It's funny because um, Collider years ago, uh, some guys I follow were over at Collider and they did a um, a March Madness bracket for greatest movie villains. Okay. Um, so I think greatest movie characters, stuff like that. I, I, I like that idea. I say you may, if you put it together, I'll show up. Okay. Um, yeah, that's not something I personally would want to lead. Yeah, I can, I can, I can finesse, finagle. All right. May not be movie characters. It might be, I might decide to do a different thing, but yeah. All right. Um, Mars is female. I'm at uh, Women History Month. I may do greatest female characters in films, you know? Never know. It's April, my boy. Huh? April. April? It is April currently. I didn't think he meant this year. Oh, all right. You talk about well, 11 months from <laughs> About to say March over. Should have asked that question a month ago, bro. He didn't say nothing about March. He just said March Madness style. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay. We're still going. Um, had Dirk won in 2006 as well as his 2011, how much higher would he rank all time? Favorite Dirk memory besides the championship? I think he'd be top 15 minimum. I don't. I think some people still think he is top fifteen. Um, I don't know if I'd have him top fifteen right now, but with those, he would be a lock for top fifteen. I'll say if he won in two thousand six, two thousand six and two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think he'd be top fifteen. Like he'd be with Hakeem. With Hakeem, I should say. Favorite Dirk moments outside of the championship. I want to say the 30,000 game. I can't say that one because I was at the next game and I was hoping he would save the 30,000 for that game. And he did not. Yeah, I watched the 30,000 game. Um, he was on fire to start that game. Uh, yeah, I, I knew I'd wasted my money at that point. Or his last All-Star game when he was just knocking it down. Right. Okay. Okay. Um I'm gonna say teeth in the elbow, Dirk was my favorite. favorite. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I did that right. That was that was fun. When the, every time I see the picture with the big thick padded on the elbow, I, I get excited. Like I remember the times. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. Just like I wanted to show Dirk some love, I like to show you two love. I don't know if this is a question. I don't even know if I should read this, but we're gonna read it. Uh, show you just like I wanted to show Dirk some love. I'd like to show you two love and give you guys your flowers as well. You guys killed it with the content this season. And although the Mavs have disappointed us, you guys haven't let me down. Proud of you two growing and hustling. And am humbled to call you both my friends, my brothers, whichever network gets you guys. Podcast next will be the lucky ones. Glad to say I've been a day one from damn near day one. I love you guys. Keep up the great work. Appreciate that, Rolo. We love you too, man. You're about to make me cry up here. I ain't going to get emotional on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Rolo. All right. I think this is the last question. His last question or the last question? The last question after him. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to Rolo. This is from uh, Daniel. Uh, 
Abraka underscore 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 Daniel. Okay. And this is just for you, Ray Reese. What's your favorite? And we might already answer this question. What's your favorite Drake song and your favorite Drake album? Favorite Drake album is Nothing Was the Same. Favorite Drake song. Tuscan Leather. Okay. Don't know shit about shit, but either Tuscan Leather or The Winner. I don't even know if I know what song that is. The Winner was like an old Drake song, like So Far Gone Drake. Like I think before So Far Gone or like between So Far Gone and his first album. And Tuscan Leather was on Nothing Was the Same. Okay. I don't know why that, that why I got asked that question. Like I'm the Drake fan. Like I ain't a huge Drake fan, but I appreciate the question. Um, like go listen to that album. Now. My favorite Drake song is "Friends with Money." Uh, I think that was pre Lil Wayne when mm-hmm. Drake was still Drake. <laughs> and uh, you don't have a favorite Drake album. <laughs> About to say, what was the one when he was in the in the in the uh, leaves with the jacket? Comeback season. Yeah, the comeback. I think that was comeback season. Let me see. I knew you was about to say that one. He I was, don't know why, but I just knew you was about to say that. All, all, Autumn Aubrey. Was, <laughs> yeah, comeback season. Okay, that's that's the one. Then I think that was before he officially was tapped in with Young Money and changes his entire persona. But that's okay. It's okay. Happens to the best of us. He made a lot of money doing that. Shout out to that brother. Um, that's it. It's almost four thirty. I know you got to get in the streets. Any 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 final thoughts? Um, two hundred episode. It's crazy that we got dropped from the network before our two hundredth episode. But um, <laughs> that's just so fucking ironic. Um, <clears throat> appreciate everybody saying you know, hey, sorry y'all. We not sorry. It's so we good. Like you know. Yeah. We never expected to be on a network, especially as fast as we were. So this was a luxury. Blessed. Uh, we we still, yeah, we still gonna continue to put the content out. Uh, we may end up on the network sometime soon this year, next year. Who knows? Uh, if we don't, we still gonna keep going. Yeah, we got the Patreon right. coming, so <laughs> we'll be all right. Uh, we gonna be good either way, man. As as Reese said, we might do the Patreon, probably might start a subscriptions um option, not guaranteed. And uh we, we still got some cash reserves if it come down to it. So we can still yeah. like pay for everything we need to to produce the show. Yep. But with that said, wait. Uh, go ahead. With that said, what? Are we gonna get into these these uh closing? <laughs> I was about to say, because it sounded like you was about to close the show. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to put another ad or nothing like that. So. Yeah, we don't. We don't. So Let's keep transition. it. So do we doing a fantasy? How you want to do it? Yeah, do the fantasy. You want to do it or you want me to do it? I want to do it, even though you've probably already seen the score now. You want me to do the bracket challenge first? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bracket challenge is pretty much over. Um, I, I, I was passed. There was only one way to pass me, and it was if UConn made it to the championship game and they have so the current leader because everybody else that's at the top has um 
has UConn winning. So I don't think anybody can pass this dude. The current leader, current winner, I'll say is O Spider Pig with the best bracket. Now, I don't know who the hell this person is. So you're going to need to DM the show. You're going to need to DM the show. And you're muted. You will need to DM the show and screenshot your your your, your screen with the uh, showing that you are the leader. Like go to the group, screenshot where it shows you leading the the bracket challenge, and that's how we can confirm you who you are, so we can get you the funds. I'm curious if this person is actually a listener. <laughs> that's a good question. So we're gonna find out. Um, if that person does not respond, I'm gonna give them a week from the championship game. That person does not respond. The second person is Richie Ostler. So Richie Ostler, you are second up. If that first person does not respond, uh, screenshot with your your showing your you on the leaderboard and DM it to the show. Whoever respond if 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 O Spider Pig don't respond within a week, we moving down the list to the next person. And then there's two people tied for third. Again. I'm gonna give that next first next person a week, and then we're gonna keep working down the list. So there you go. If you don't they listen just, to the show, you don't listen to the show. They just gave Caitlin Clark a third follow and a foul. I think it was kind of bullshit. But the, it was same way, the same way they wouldn't give her that foul in next. Like, never mind. No, no comment. Anyway, moving on to the fantasy league, the <laughs> outsiders fantasy league. As you know, the championship is going on right now. Very own co-host of the podcast, Mr. Bibbs, a.k.a. Bibbs Agenda, going up against Watch the Throne. Who was winning, might you ask? Well, before the podcast started, I checked the score. It's very close. Very, very close. By less than 30, 40 points close. Now, it's like a 100-point lead. Watch the throne had Pascal Siakam on his team. Pascal Siakam put up 75 fantasy points. Like he knew. 75 fantasy points. Dylan Brooks is currently putting up 24 for Watch the Throne. Chris Dunn is putting up 11. Tyus Jones is putting up 16. And he's still down by 104 points to Bibbs' agenda. John Morant with 27 fantasy points in the second quarter. Taylor Horton Tucker. Let's go. 32 fantasy points in the second quarter. Jaron Jackson Jr. with 22 points in the second quarter. Zach Levine with 26 in the second quarter. Shaden Sharp with 21 in the second quarter. Drew Eubanks with 17 in the second quarter. <laughs> he just went full job around on y'all, and y'all ain't see it. Um, now up by 105 points. Bibb still has Jalen Brunson left tonight. Watch the Throne has Dennis Schroeder, Tari Eason, Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray. I think it is safe to say that we will be crowning Bibbs' agenda as champion at the end of the night. And the money is staying home with the Mavs outsiders. 
remember how this podcast started, you know how important it is for us to hold on to that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I can't believe y'all let me win this fantasy league. I can't believe y'all let him win this fantasy league either. It's crazy. I was the eight seed. <laughs> we believe Bibbs. He damn near gave it away from y'all to y'all when he lost John Morant and Jalen Brunson, and y'all still couldn't get the job done. Crazy. Beat the one crazy. seed without my two best players. Crazy. Crazy. But that's what we do out here. That's what we do. All we do is win. Hated to love it, the underdog. Oh, I'm just kidding. Speaking of underdogs. Hey, yo. <laughs> Speak, that was not planned, y'all. I promise. Speaking of underdogs, the unsung hero of this Mavs week. Mm. Not going to waste too much time because I ain't got much time. And I know y'all don't want to hear this, but it's Tim Hardaway Jr. And I know y'all don't want to hear this shit because it's Tim Hardaway Jr. But God damn it, he was doing pretty damn well this week. And he hooped for two games. And did it matter? Absolutely fucking not. But God damn it, that motherfucker went and got his individual stats. So, unsung hero of the week, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, going to kick it to Bibbs for the final week? That's right. It's the final week. The final weekly forecast. The last time you get to hear my beautiful voice this season and there are three games on the agenda or should i say four should i include today no by the time they hear this the game will be over don't include today because we included it last week so all right so looking ahead on the schedule after this back to back we get a couple days off and then we'll come back on wednesday gonna play the sacramento kings a team that hasn't seen the playoffs in 16 years is finally getting back (laughs) De'Aaron fox will he steal that first team all nba spot we'll see uh the sacramento kings a team that went from the bottom to the top while the mavs did the opposite but will they have anything to play for that day we'll see then on friday welcoming the chicago bulls (laughs) that's a team that actually will be playing for something they have the same record as us but they also have a better chance of making them play in they're currently holding down the 10 spot i don't think washington is going to catch them but they technically still could as of today depending on what help happens with atlanta we could help them move up to number nine or higher if the raptors continue to slide we'll see and then finally on sunday it's a lottery fest, folks. It's the Mavs and the Spurs, two teams playing for ping pong balls. Spurs pretty much locked into that bottom three, so they're going to have the best odds at Wemby, tied with the other two trash teams in the league. Will the Mavs go in to try to give themselves better odds? We'll see. Race, we're almost ready for that sweet release, that sweet relief of not having to do this anymore. How are you feeling this week? One and two, man. Just get the fucking season over with, like. Which one? LSU is celebrating at the half like the game is over. Yeah, they really tripping. They really tripping. Like I said, they doing that to the wrong motherfucker. Angel Reese was over there cackling (laughs) on the sidelines, covering her mouth. So I know she was talking crazy, but they way too happy. They way too happy. I thought the game was over the way they were celebrating. Oh, no, that was a buzzer beater. But y'all know, but the way they celebrating on the court. Yeah, they got to relax. Caitlin about to come out and put 50 in a second. And put the dagger in these. These what? What we doing? No, LSU got to win. I need LSU to win. No, I want LSU to win because, you know, Angel Reese. But Right. But they are tripping. And I don't like Kim Mulkey myself. 
Yeah, one and two for me, man. That's all I got to say. Um, Mavs gonna go three and zero this week. They make the play in. I say that because that is the. I don't want to say that's the last thing I want. I say that because I have no expectations. They about to go three and zero. They probably gonna beat the Hawks tonight. They lose to the Hawks tonight. They probably will. I must just say it just so I could get so I don't have to be annoyed by it later. Go Mavs. Yeah, I guess. Um, you are over time. You can go ahead and leave, but I'm gonna leave the people with this. MGM in this port. Yeah, I was shocked they put you out. I'm not gonna lie to you. For real, you were shocked. I mean, I knew that you had a, a underground followers because, because of your mixtapes and stuff. But I was shocked they actually. Well, how many more mixtapes you wanted to put out before they came Exactly. I mean, I know it was on you like that. Speaking about it, Tori. I know people in the depth of the